this is our very first uh, episode for the year and uh, oh my god what what uh, a topic to talk about probably the greatest ever series of all time at least uh, let's say post world war 2 uh, mm-hmm. the bodagavaska trophy of 2021 i don't think any one of us who have watched the series is ever going to forget uh in 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 a, in 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 the years to come in in lot of years to come and uh, i'm sure not just the series i believe that most of us will even remember very fondly what we were doing at that point of time you know watching the series and i think in the future generations who are to come uh we can tell them stories like how i used to listen from my elders on what they were doing when india won probably in magnitude it is not as same as a 50 over world cup victory but uh, i wouldn't hesitate to say that uh, the bodagavaska trophy of 2021 is probably the greatest victory uh, india has ever had and probably the best test series which uh, the top two teams have contested in uh, i don't know as i mentioned at least after world war 2 rakav i am sure you would have had a fantastic time watching this series too uh, i mean have you uh, you know has, has it sunk in yet have you completely uh, in imbibed that inside completely has the series become part and parcel of you yet how do you feel oh man amazing way to start off the year and yeah actually it took few days for the magnitude of this uh, performance to sink in because seriously it is outstanding because i have no words for because when you look back you look back at 36 36 all out and i was let's say heading towards what ricky ponting brad had in michael clark all all had to say that this is going to be a really tough task without kohli india are staring down the barrel i was not expecting 4-0 for sure i was expecting a 2-1-3-1 in favor of uh, australia where india does well in sydney always over the years i thought even this team could pull off a win there i didn't expect in the wildest of dreams that this would be the result but i think on hindsight it is a the better team won and that says a lot about this indian team and the bench strength they have like india a team i would say at best india a team beat australia at the gaba after after 33 years like how what what better way to <laughs> sum up this series it's a india a team because the the classic start before the test match started 1013 wickets plays 13 wickets so that sums it up <laughs> out of which i think three was rohit sharma or something yeah yeah correct correct two of <laughs> rohit sharma and one of i not sure i think three of rohit sharma yeah so and uh, Sh- <laughs> takur had played one test before that and uh, debuts for uh, natrajin and washington sundar so it was something which personally i felt okay you have smith if he gets going 
he i think he has a 200 i think you had told me offline as well 200 <laughs> Uh, I, I just want to put this into another perspective because I mm-hmm. yesterday I was just watching uh, the highlights of uh, Pakistan's tour to Australia and the New Zealand's tour to Australia last year, the very yeah. last summer. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, uh, they won it 5-0. Okay, they've won it 5-0. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, two, they whitewashed Pakistan 2-0 and they whitewashed New Zealand 3-0. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Daniel Brittig's uh, report on Crickinfo says Tim Payne's Australia uh, ramps home with the uh, summer of 2020 with five test wins, all of them under four days. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's the amount of performance that uh, uh, Australia did the very last summer. And uh, New Zealand and Pakistan are not. small level teams they are fantastic new zealand is world number one i mean exactly. that's all thanks to icc test rankings but then again pakistan is not a poor team either you know they are going through ups and downs i mean they have been doing that for decades you remember yeah. <laughs> and everybody was in fantastic form labushain was in amazing form steve smith as usual i think travis head uh, played the neil wagner the best in that series at least in mcg yeah. he scored a brilliant 100 to 2 team Mm-hmm. the man himself he he was catching everything i think uh, if if you put him pain in in, in the nearby the kuwam river he would have caught all the mosquitoes he was that good mm-hmm. okay but then come the india series uh, again the first test they won and tim pain was the man of the match so australia yes. are on the back of six continuous test wins and six uh, matches where they have literally outplayed the opposition and then for an uh, for any team to do this i'm not talking about an indian team i'm i'm talking about any team even if even if it is uh, an indian team of the highest quality all the best batsmen all the best bowlers even if they pulled it off i think that itself would have been a great achievement and we are talking about this team with i don't know this this uh, well this is uh, not six dominating performances at home and uh, the three big factors which made them win so well was one was they had smith labushain and david warner blazing in all at all guns and david warner finished off the last summer against uh, pakistan in adelaide scoring 335 so <laughs> so we have that coming in then he had as i said tim pain you could catch anything from anywhere in that in the six games including the epic 36 all out where few tough catches he you could pull off when and then you come uh, 10 days later in uh, sydney even the straight most straight forward of chances goes through his hands and he's not able to manage the team so lot of factors i think and the biggest takeaway i think 
from a cricketing point of view is that you cannot rest on your laurels now that you have won six mm-hmm. games in a row i think australia went into a slight i don't think they took india lightly but i think they felt okay this indian team after 36 all out without without virat kohli the batsman and the captain they they are not going to give us a fight so they went into that mental space is what i feel and it was visible right from mcg where india had clear set plans against steve smith so yeah. if you notice the new zealand series although steve smith had a for his standards a pretty decent series i think he averaged 60 or something so i think he could have done little bit better for his his class point of view but there was one particular aspect of the series where india have the power of data uh, analytics if you ask me where neil wagner bounces him and causes lot of discomfort and he gets smith out twice in the series caught down the leg side keeper once and a squareish leg slip and same pattern followed with tim tim saudi to extend signs afridi although pakistan couldn't do, do that but the pattern is you cramp him on his leg stump with a strong leg side feel he finds it tough to get going at least in the start of the innings if you give few easy runs then you can't stop him so as he showed in sydney so where he was looking set for 200 almost so the fact is ashwin did that right from the word go you have leg slip you have a short square leg you have a mid wicket and he ball that leg stump line so i think they took out the steve smith factor steve smith was looking uh, visibly out of place in uh, in melbourne when australia had nothing to worry at all but bumrah was causing him lot of trouble ashwin was doing his bit so i think that's where it started to i won't say crumble because india played exceedingly well in the three games to follow after 36 all out but that's where his confidence came down a bit and i think this team with although i personally believe that there is a spot for travis said there is definitely a place for usman kauza in this team not joe burns so it didn't happen so what happened was matthew wade is not your test match three down he is a good good player but probably a replacement for pain down the line maybe even the next series against south africa but the fact is they depend on smith to score big and they didn't have wonder for the first two games so now you don't have wonder so smith needs to score big and once india managed to break that and smith was like 3 of 50 balls something like that he was not looking steve smithish so that is i think in my opinion among the biggest there are so many turning points in the series you can go on and on but i think among the biggest is india breaking steve smith's confidence yes steve smith was doing his steve smith things like zagging his bag around jumping around this that all that but you could see that within all that there is something troubling him and i think mm. full 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 credit should go to i think ashwin bumrah 
and especially Bumrah, I think, because there was a six-over spell at the MCG where Steve Smith was didn't score a run, I think, in that spell against Bumrah. So I think that started what, as you said, probably is the best ever India-Australia series since the World War II. I think that particular spell or that session made this made this possible, I think. So hats off to the Indian think tank and especially Ashwin and Bumrah. Because also, yes. Smith was very vocal in saying that I have never let uh, any spinner dominate me. I have not let mm-hmm. any spinner get to me, you know, till now. Uh, so that was a statement which uh, Steve Smith made after the first two test matches. And uh, that was very much uh, on site in the fifth innings that he played in the test series in Sydney, where he scored a splendid 100. I think if, uh, for, if not for that... Uh, Kikas direct hits from Ravindra Jadeja and if not for the wickets mm. falling from the other end. He was well on his way for a double hundred. He was, he was looking invincible that innings. Absolutely. The very old uh, Steve Smith that we saw. But that said, I, I, I also feel that uh, the 36 uh, uh, has been a bit blown out of proportion. Yes, of course. It's, a, it's, it's, it's something which is uh, you know, unbelievable. I mean, it happens once in a century in cricket. You know, so let's. Uh, I just want to go back a little bit behind. So, in okay. the first innings, India were uh, all out for about close to 244, I think. Uh, that yes. was the score. And mm. uh, Australia were 111 for seven. Yeah. Mayank mm. Agarwal dropped a catch of Tim Payne. I wouldn't say it was a sitter, but it wasn't that tough a catch either but I don't know pink ball uh, under the lights probably it it, it might have been tough so if, if mm-hmm. he had taken that catch you know Australia would have been 111 for 8 mm-hmm. and uh, they wouldn't have uh, you know given with the 50 run lead which they gave it would have been probably close to 100 120 mm-hmm. and if that was the case India would have definitely won the Adelaide test too mm-hmm. and uh, of course 36 is a freak score 36 is a freak squad. I mean, you just uh, get a good sleep that day and then you come back to the field because you know that it's not going to happen again. Not that it's not going to happen again in the next test. It's not going to happen again probably in the 60, 70 years which is to come. We don't even know how many of us will be there when India next, you know, gets all out for another 36. So, how 36 is. But yes, of course, it is mentally demanding because there are a lot of noises which happen on the outside with regards mm-hmm. to the 36. People suddenly go to technique and everything. Come on, these guys are... You know, you're talking about Kohli and Pujara and Rahane and you're, you're talking about technique. And that's, it's, it was just one of those days where every uh, nick, you know, mm-hmm. was not a play and miss. Every play and miss became a nick and every nick... Yeah just carried to the fields. So it it was just a very, very freakish random possibility which happened. Uh, Nothing much to be read into that. But uh, of course, Indian media being media, they ran into that. So uh, I I personally felt that Adelaide was a great opportunity uh, for India to win a test because Kohli was there and then, uh, you know, Shami was also there. We were playing a good uh, strength test match. I mean, Test team, but uh, once they lost, that uh, of course it it really did take uh, some sort of grit 
and uh, you know i remember watching clint eastwood's movies in the 1970s 60s and 70s where he used to play these characters who does not speak much but yeah. is as tough as nails characters so right. that that is the uh, outlook which i get now so while looking at a guy like rahane uh, and the indian team uh, not much of a raw show of emotion but then the silence and then just when the opponent thinks that you are out of armory you just take that shotgun from your waist belt and then you shoot him before he gets not <laughs> so it's 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 an amazing feeling really i mean probably mm-hmm. as an indian fan i never thought after i watched the sydney test i did not really think that there will be anything which can surpass the sydney test heroics yeah. and gaba gave i think that somebody i think some great novelist has to write a big uh, saga regarding the whole gaba thing it will be it'll be the best selling novel in india yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, after 36 all so from a cricket fan point of view and somebody who really wants test cricket to thrive i was mm-hmm. actually a bit worried because you have mm-hmm. india with such a uh, i would say extremely competent and uh, tight batting lineup with kohli in in the mix compelling and of course the media as i said they blow every small thing out of out of proportion and uh, the very fact that um, i think they as i said started questioning techniques selections like it's too, it's too late for all that you have already started a tour so you can't do anything much so uh, who gets picked who gets dropped should kohli stay back etc etc all the drama that is all part and parcel of a india australia series but what stood out for me personally was actually once the series got over and uh, i watched kangaroo bumi the show uh, hosted by ashwin and uh, the episode with sridhar their fielding coach so he said that Ravi Shastri told the team that wear the 36 as a honor, as a badge of honor. Consider this as a badge of honor. So that took me by surprise because I have, and I don't think I will rate Ravi Shastri as a coach, despite what happened in this in this series. But I think his man management skills, I think, gets a lot of credit here, because as you perfectly said, you cannot ask a uh, Pujara and Rahane. questions after one freak freak innings and what is wrong in accepting that josh hazelwood was better than magra on on that day he is a quality bowler you have to this admit that he had one of those perfect spells where as you said all the misses got took the edge and all the catches were were taken so this admit that australia were better and same way as how india played in sydney and mcg they were the better team overall so there's no harm in admitting that cricket to one overall and you don't have to get into this personal kind of thing like uh, like it always happens in in uh, in all our media channels and all that so 
what i really liked was it looked like a team which had forgotten what had happened so that had never happened in a long time especially from indian team touring i think last time i sensed that to an extent was in 2008 after that monkey gate scandal you have india coming back and uh, rousing victory at perth so i think of course that time you have a support team in your arsenal so it helps and you have somebody like kumble very strong character so there was some expectation but here i think even from a pure indian cricket fan point of view you are looking at can this team survive can this team fight now that you lost so badly although it's a freak kind of thing but can this team come back from 36 and boy did they did they come back that knock of rahane it may not be among the highest scores in test cricket history but significance and importance wise it would rank as high as a 300 if you ask me the way he oh. went up also not only the shots the way he went about it and the gesture he did when his wicket fell because jadeja called him for a quick single and then then turned the run and and rahane couldn't make it so in one of the interviews which uh, rahane did last few days back when so he said that he went and patted the back of jadeja so they are like that is exemplary show of uh, leadership he has like see india needed jadeja to bat on at that time so i didn't want him to think about what happened with my loss my my dismissal we needed jadeja to bat and he was right jadeja's knock was actually the turning point if you go back and analyze that test not only from a score point of view it turned the momentum in india in india's favor and once that happened australia was chasing they are always slightly behind india and finally india went to win on the game so it is oh. a it's a combined combined thing i think ajinkya rayne has just said being a very calm composed almost like a rahul dravidish when he comes to the way he carries himself and so i think the team also just rallied around him you have pujara as the most senior most player after rayne so i think the team felt they are in kind of safe and serene hands so i think they went out and expressed themselves and i think this indian team as we have been discussing since last 3 4 years is pretty 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 formidable so there's no two ways over that pretty formidable side and i think they showed that the i think the more than even gaba and the truly unbelievable win which i have still i am not able to come out of the shock that india won that game but the fact is the sydney the sydney draw would be among the best games of test cricket i have seen in the last 15 20 years easily so mm. not only from the result you have vihari with a torn hamstring you have ashwin with a sore back and you have jadeja with one hand waiting to come in and then the tail who i think uh, even a Mitchell Sark in complete pathetic form also could just wrap it up in toes. So with a, with due due respect to India's tail, I think they are quite bad. So they need to improve the tail end side. So the fact that you are that odd, 
much against you and the way they went about it only on hindsight again only thing i could say is australia missed a trick when it came to strategy you could have balled fuller and make them come forward more so ashwin's back would have given up after a time vihari's leg would have given up then i'm not sure maybe australia could have won the game but they were always banging it in short they hit ashwin about 20 odd times so i think that's why they 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 missed a trick where even josh hazelwood whose biggest weapon is the perfect delivery on off stump and moving in and away even he was coming in and pouring short balls so i think that is something which australia will be kicking themselves on the back for when you have two players who are 20% or 30% fit you need to make the batsman come forward so it's actually common sense in many ways but of course easier said than done so they felt short ball was the best way forward but still amazing sure. i can't get... I mean, yeah i mean credit where it's due there uh, there might have been a short tactics but i think the biggest take takeaway from the series is the fact that it's a lesson which goes beyond boundaries it's a lesson which goes beyond cricket or a sport it, it is a lesson for life every every single time when we are facing uh, uh, any kind of uh, let's say a roadblock in whatever path we choose to do there will be a lot of uh, things the the stacks uh, are completely wrong i mean we are dealt with uh, the poor cards we we are the odds are now completely against you there will be situations where we will be asking ourselves what next how am i to come through this situation i think if um, i think if a if a young man who was born in uh, a, a small village which is uh, about 30 kilometers away from the nearest town in his state with not the greatest amount of infrastructure uh, he had to fight through the ranks he used to go from village to village to play tennis ball cricket and then he rose the ranks and yes with a little bit of good fortune he was able to you know uh, take uh, the most coveted trophy you know if if he was able to do that i mean rahane just went and gave the trophy the first to nadrajan that was a really you know was such a wonderful emotional scene so if if that man from from such a situation he can brave all the odds face all the difficulties i think uh, you know as people we are all much blessed you know the, the, the thing with nadraja not to forget you know rishabh pant was going through all those criticism from the media cheteshwar pujara mm-hmm. has taken at least three more blows than what muhammad ali would have given to smoking joe you know that is a kind <laughs> of uh bang yeah. that pujara uh, <laughs> got and then he still stood there uh, wonderful stuff wonderful stuff i mean each and everything was uh, you know i just mentioned three <laughs> have to mention ashwin's the on field performance and off field youtube videos 
even they make me cry oh my god so that that's the wonderful effort that they have uh, brought in i think rakov if we speak about the series it'll go on and on and on i just want to wrap up this episode by asking you how do you see the next series progressing i think uh, australia will be facing south africa in uh, yes. south africa and the india yes. of course will be having their uh, test uh, about the 10 kilometers from where i sit so <laughs> yes chapok uh, yeah where do you where do you see the two teams progressing from here and uh, uh, just a small note on the next india australia test match which could happen that might be at lords that would be a most important contest yeah so i think before heading to where test cricket the next series would and how that would pan out i think this to add on to what you you said so i think a bo- small town somebody who is not even in the metro like natarajan he and then yeah washington sundar who is actually partially deaf then you have sadul takur who was actually uh, uh, overweight and obese up until 18 or 19 years old and then you have a debut a person who made his debut in this series subman gill carrying the batting lineup almost and you have somebody who has lost his father and couldn't go back home because of the harsh harsh quarantine rules mohammad siraj and not to forget the racial abuse he had to tackle and full full credit to the indian team and the umpires and the uh, ground staff i think at sydney where they acted quickly and took those four idiots away so who were trying to spoil a truly outstanding game of cricket with their unwanted banter but just to sum the series up we have five players i think who kind of uh, embody the spirit of india in a way so as you are heading into republic day as well so on a patriotic note if you have to sum it up this is what india is about so you have so many mix of culture different struggle different passion the road the path is the same for some or the end journey i would say sorry is the same for all they want to play for the country but the path is so emotional and almost and so tough to even put to words as actually how they come up the ranks so extreme pride and i think i told this as well to my brother when you are discussing the series i started out of the series as okay yet another india a uh, series which is not going to go their way uh, overseas after 36 slowly it became about admiration and uh, and respect for these 20 people who played so not 11 20 people played so that's again it's a truly uh, historical series in many ways from stats point of view everything so as you said you can go on and on but i would end uh, my take on this ep- epic series here and as far as the next series goes i think england are blessed to have two rather easy games against a very depleted and harrowing sri lanka in sri lanka just now england won the 
the series 2-0. So they don't have too much to take away from that apart from Joe Root scoring a double hundred and 185 who looks in real good nick but you need more than one player to win a series in India. So I won't rate this series win that highly but it's a series win in Asia so it's great for England and the troops. So it's going to be a more watering clash because India are of the their biggest ever series win in a long time home or away. So it's going to be interesting. Australia I think they need to look at revamping their their middle order as in get back Travis said get, get in uh, Usman Khawaja and I think they need to rotate their fast bowlers. I think that's why they missed a trick in this series as well against India. Yes you have three quality seamers but you need to give them a break here and there. They looked extremely tired in the last last test for sure. So if they do that I think they can win. They have the team to beat South Africa in in South Africa and uh, they can win. I think this series was truly a special one by India to pull it off 2-1 but I think Australia can win they go to South Africa. And about India Australia getting there I think it will it would be a fitting end to the world test uh, test championship not to take anything away from the Kiwis and what they've been doing. I think that most dramatic sides, the two most competitive and most fierce teams deserve to be in the finals. And it would be a great way to have this new concept. I think great concept as well by ICC to finish off in lots among among the other grounds than to have India take on Australia again. So looking forward to all, all of this and hopefully we don't from Indian point of view hopefully you don't start pitting Virat Kohli against Ajinkya Rane and, and those small things because I think Indian cricket has spoken far far louder than your fan clubs and all that stuff what you see in social media. So hopefully that's not happened once the test series against England starts. So on that note I would say that it's what amazing series. Still I would be very frank here still many aspects facets of the test series hasn't sunk in even now as in how, how could team India pull this off but full full credit outstanding stuff outstanding. Absolutely. I've been watching the highlights of this uh, series every day, every night before I go to sleep. So I don't know when I'm (laughs) going to stop that. So probably the day which I stop is the day uh, I might think that it might have started to sink in. I don't know. Let's see when that happens. Raghav, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thanks to the Border Gavaskar series uh, for us to have this brilliant episode. You know, uh, as first episode back, looking forward to our very next next episode soon enough. Until next time, thank you so much and bye-bye. Thank you so much. Great, great doing this. Bye-bye.